Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hi guys, and welcome to our special Valentine's Day episode, which includes analyzing chapters 23 and 24 a romantic fan fiction, reading your listener feedback, as well as news, news and more news, and a new Valentine's Day segment. So, just to remind you guys, Squarespace is offering a free trial for our listeners. If you go to squarespace.com slash nightlock, there's a two-week trial for your own website, no experience necessary, step-by-step for a professional look for your business, blog, or even podcast. After your trial... If you would like to continue, you can use the code NIGHTLOCK2 and receive 20% off your order. The code changes every two months, so shoot, just shoot us an email at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com to receive the current code. So, we're going to dive right into... Well, first uh, we should probably say we have guest host. Oh, Matthew. we have a guest host today. You almost forgot about me. <laughs> Guys, this is Mariah back for the third time. You don't get a drum roll anymore. No, just, but you can't get rid of me. I thought yeah. I was going to be here for like one, but I'm back. Oh, I'm third back. one. Yeah. yeah. We just, we just threw her in here. So. <laughs> yes, we did. All right. Um, Kira, take it away. Pan and Post. So, Pan and Post is news brought to you by the Hunger Games fan sites, HungerGamesMovie.org and HGGirlsOnFire.com, where you can get up-to-date news coverage about the fandom, especially the film. And, again, we don't cover all of the news um, on the episodes because that would probably take the whole episode. So this is just kind of the highlights, as you guys know. So please go check out those sites for all of the news going on. So the first news story... Is Hot Topic um, is soon to release the Hunger Games merchandise galore. Top products are Mockingjay necklace, assorted T-shirts, and there's even like a pillowcase. It's, they're going all out. Yeah. You got your Mockingjay pin pre-order. All right. Twelve fifty. That's a that's a. That's I have a Mockingjay keychain off the chain. <laughs> yeah. Said that it's on the chain. Stripped <laughs> <laughs> it's a keychain. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I like the um, the Mockingjay net watch is uh, pretty cool there. Yeah. $20. That's pretty cool for people that wear watches. Obviously, you don't. Hmm. I, I would I, wear a watch. I, 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 I don't know. Rubber wrist. All right. I'm yeah. not fond of this anymore. So, overall, the products we've seen, what's the consensus here? Eh. Mm. Eh. 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 I feel like they could make it better. I don't know. Eh. Whatever. If it's you're fine. into that sort of thing, then go for it. Safe and Sound by Taylor Swift beat Civil Wars. Is it Civil Featuring the Civil Wars. Yeah, beat Civil Wars. Oh, I thought that's slang or something. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, God. Okay. Well, they're set to have a music video, um, and that's to be released Monday on MTV. What's the date, Monday? 13th, right? 13th of February. Yes. Day before Valentine's Day. On MTV. Yes. Um, and the soundtrack for The Hunger Games is set to come out March 20th. Um... So the soundtrack includes Miranda Lambert, Arcade Fire, the December, uh, Decemberists, Decemberists, um, and it's produced by T Bone Burnett. Cool. Which is he's also the composer for score. The score. You can cut this out, but um, I know someone who knows. Like, okay, okay, you know Spider Man the Musical. 
Yes. I know the guy who is, like, do- writing the music and stuff. You said, yeah. didn't you say this? Yeah, yeah, I probably told you about it. I mm-hmm. ski with him all the time, and really? I ski- I've been over his house, stuff like that. He has a whole, like, music studio in his house. I've been in. So cool. Oh Anyways, God. he knows T-Bone, so I should probably talk to him. Um, yes. <laughs> I think I told you guys this. Yeah, yeah, you did. You and you said you were going to talk to him about it, and, and you, probably you never, never did. Yeah. <laughs> Connections. I'm really yeah. not that cool. So <laughs> no, you should definitely like. No, because I'll use his recording studio if you want to do that music Wouldn't video. That be awesome. Yes. Yes. Instead of using school's equipment, it'd probably come out a lot better there. But. Yeah. These songs will likely not be in the film. Um, just on the companion CD. So is that just milking the fandom? Like, oh, there's going to be these songs, but it's just on a companion CD. It's not even in the movie. Like, no, no, I think that's no? smart because I feel like Hunger Games isn't the kind of mu- movie that I want lyrics with. Sorry, keep touching. Um, okay, <laughs> but like, I don't want lyrics in my music when I listen to that movie. Like, I just want it all. Okay, musical. do you guys feel okay? If you guys, are we talking about the second trailer? Well, you already analyzed it, but we haven't. Yeah. Um, Quick feedback. The part where. Um, the reaping scene where you see that here just the silence and a prince screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be those kind of scenes. Like, there's gonna be no music playing. Like when Rue dies, it's gonna be complete silence except for like when the mocking jays in the background yeah. and like the rustle of the trees and like forest sounds. So okay. I think it's gonna be stuff like that. Like to have lyrics in this kind of. So it's kind of like all these songs. <clears throat> are associated with the Hunger Games, and some of them were even written for the Hunger Games, like, yeah. Safe and Sound, like, so it's kind of, like, appreciate that on the side, But Safe and Sound cannot necessarily be considered to relation of the Hunger Games. I mean, it like, it written, be, like, I, mean I, I know, but, like, it could be taken in so many other contexts. Well, yeah. I feel but, like it should be, like, a credits song. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's a good idea. I feel you. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Gotcha, I'm glad I'm felt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So there's been some advertisements featuring Hunger Games characters such as Cinna, Seneca Crane, and Caesar Flickerman. Have you seen the advertisements? Mm-mm. Oh, well, we'll take a look now. So they're advertising products. Um, For instance, the first one. Oh, I like him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a a razor. That's funny. So Seneca Crane (laughs) is... Advertising a rager. <laughs> a rager. A rager. A rager. He's a raging. Um, he's advertising a razor. Oh, no. You just noticed that, really? So is this supposed to be, like, as if it was advertised in Pan Am? Yeah. No, it's just advertised in our world. Oh. Um, is, what, um... <laughs> what? I don't know. Why is it, like, Gillette or something? Like... No. Um, trim. Is that one, Matt? I don't really know. No, it looks Face shaving. Excuse me? I, I think it's look real. Cool. It's, like... It's it's part of their marketing, like cool. Is it? Maybe it's not real. I don't know. Um, oh, and then the next one is Caesar Flickerman. <laughs> um, this just seems screwed up to me. Is it just me? Is it no, supposed to look I like love that? Stanley Tucci. I no, just, I know, but like his no, mouth is, is all weird. No, this is de- this is definitely capital item scare. Yeah, Smile okay. Away. I've never heard of Smile Away. Yeah, this is like supposed to be advertised. Oh, okay. In. I thought they were like, oh, we're gonna like. Dentine or whatever. Why would they do Liquid that? Skyliner? Oh my god! Is that real? No, that's not real. That's oh. totally, they made it up for the movie. Okay. Liquid Sky- Oh my god, that is so funny. But see, it makes him just look worse there, like Cinna, like, with his eyes closed when it has the, um, Liquid Skyliner or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. It makes him just look a little silly, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's. <laughs> like that's, a maze. You're like capital. I'm like, it's yeah, I guess. so cool. But that is capital. It has, I feel like, word for word. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep hitting stuff. I feel like, <laughs> word for word, that's what um, Katniss said. Like, they, everyone looks silly. Like, he looks dumb. Doesn't it seem like... I don't know. It seems... <laughs> he looks dumb. He looks dumb. <laughs> Look at his teeth. 
They're like, oh, they're like an overbite, like going yeah. over his lips. Yeah. Oh, Stanley Tucci, I love you. The Seneca Crane's beard. You just, need to have a Seneca Crane's beard for the Hermere, like. Can't do it. I can't handle it. It should be like a Facebook thing. Like if you get twenty likes, Matt has we to will do draw a beard. We'll, yeah, we'll draw one on your face, like the with a sharpie. Oh yeah, let's yeah, go. we can totally do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Okay. So consensus. Okay, it's a so silly. Like, to see it was silly, but really, it's cool. a little silly, but it's cool, and it's not advertising real things like I thought. So that's good. They're not everything in the Hunger Games is real, so... Oh, right. This is real life. (laughs) So another official Hunger Games website has been announced, and that's part of the capital.pn kind of um, websites. They're all kind of interconnected. And this one is called the Capital Tour. So it seems like we're going to learn about various areas of the capital. And uh, it says, quote, In anticipation of the upcoming Hunger Games, President Snow has opened for observation select areas of the capital... Previously registered to all but the tribute and their minders. Only citizens will be re- will be considered for participation. Register below if you're not a citizen. So we're not citizens. Basically, well, I am. Citizens so, of what? I missed of it. this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, 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 I, I heard you. I just don't get it. Okay, so basically, it's the same thing as the capital.pn. It's like you register, you put some information in. I sign it. It's like you sign up with Twitter, Facebook. I don't see the difference. I'm a butcher, apparently, from District 1. Oh. But I'm, like, on the capital. At least you got, wait, you got District 1 this time? Yeah. Nice. That's an upgrade from District 9. Oh, God, you're with me? Well, no, not it's really. It's a different website. It's like, so oh, no. it's a different capital. I don't even know. Like, what's the point of having the two of them? Like, do we see a difference? Uh, no. People see an opportunity. They just want to jump on it. I know oh, what it's like. I, I have like three identities now in Panem. I don't. I don't get it. All right. Our next segment is mock and mail, where we read your feedback mm-hmm. on the show. Um. So, do you guys each want to take one of these? I feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah. You, you want to take um Mariah, maybe sunny England, Mariah? Me? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh can I do this one? Because I have a British accent. Yeah. Do, wait. Don't wait, say okay. a British accent. Okay. That's we we we've, we've had. Wait. Why do you? I don't know. Did just say. Maybe I should read it in a British accent because it's from a girl. All right, go. Should I go? Talk. No, right. stop, guys. <laughs> we ended the show last episode. We ended the show last episode. We got some up. feedback that it wasn't good, but the thing was, was they had that feedback before the episode came out. So, like, we recorded it. We got the feedback, then the episode came out. So I'm confused. But anyway, yeah. All right. It's probably from last a few episodes back since we probably talked to him. Yeah, yeah he's still terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, he slurs sometimes. He'll just—it's a certain word he always says in a British accent. I can't remember. No. All right. I know. No, no, and um, I don't know. Guys, I've really. actually been to England and Have Ireland. You really? Yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot about you today, man. <laughs> Can you do a British accent? Not well. All right, Kira, go for it. Wait, one if we're going to do an episode, I'll British accent. This girl no. is going to be like, how dare they? I don't sound like that. No offense. This is just for entertainment value. S's and G's. What? Never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> took a little while to filter. Right, go. Okay. So I just wanted to say that you guys are hilarious, and I love this. <laughs> oh, my God. Bad? Bad? Don't read it. It's that bad, Kira. Sorry, fine. It was hilarious. That's I'm sorry. I know, that was bad. <laughs> I, I, I have to, like, break into it, you know what I'm saying? All right, Matt, you, you just read it. Just go. In reverse accent? No! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, you guys are hilarious, and I love listening to your podcast. They're getting me super excited for the film. You definitely, okay, you definitely need to have another collaboration with Billy Radio and have just guest hosts on your list. shows. We have a guest host right here. And... and 
shows more often, especially with Diana, as Boom, I do have a just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> as I do have a certain disliking for Katniss, but that's maybe just because I fell in love with Peter instantly and was a bit annoyed that she didn't do. Keep it coming with the awesome podcast. P.S. I know this is from a few episodes ago, but a hair is a bit bigger than a rabbit. It's not a British British. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a British thing. <laughs> Love Amy in sunny England. Yay! Um, what episode was that? That was like four or five. Like, we... oh my god! Oh my god! That's not. Oh, she just served you, girl. <laughs> yeah, one of us. I can't remember. It was I think you. It was, it was me. Yeah. I'm like, like, I heard a rabbit on the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and then... It's totally a British thing. <laughs> and I, I don't even remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Ryan, you want to take the next one? Number two. Okay, just kidding. Oh, God. Hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know, I love the show. Yay. I listen to it all the time. I really like all the segments, and I love the music segment. segment. It's cool listening to those songs like that, relating them to the Hunger Games. Ah. Keep up the good work. I'm sure I'll email in again soon. Smiley face? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for being so awesome, Hilly Craig. Hillary Craig. Hillary. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, positive feedback! Thanks, guys. But you guys can actually email things in that we can talk about, too. Like, not just like, oh, thanks, like... Bring up things that Especially we said the wrong. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that is good to like correct us. Call us on our stuff. And yeah, you know, point us out. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so our next segment is through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen, where we analyze the books by chapters. Last episode we discussed chapters twenty-one and twenty-two. So today we'll continue with chapters twenty-three and twenty-four. Go ahead, Kara. Thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Okay, so, chapter 23. Um, so, Katniss and Peter receive the stew and force themselves not to chow down on it because they're going to be sick if they do. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> really, that's what <laughs> you're going to contribute? Okay. <laughs> um, so, they're eating a little bit at a time. So, Peter says she's the best thing that ever happened to her. Aww. Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> him. The thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> Right. Okay. They're going female. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've done that like three times. I know. All right. And um, he says, "quote I just noticed about every girl, but none of them made a lasting impression but you." So, him sucking up to her and oh, getting. Food. It's not sucking up. Yeah. He's expressing his oh, feelings. I'm, I'm supposed to act like they're all romantic because it's a Valentine's Day episode. So yeah. So, so, so cute. Don't act it. Be it, Kira. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't okay. be a Debbie Downer, Kira. Um, so he dreams the two of them living in Victor's village, um, cause PETA was saying that, um, he fell for a girl from, like, the seam, and Katniss was like, oh, weren't your parents disappointed? And he was like, well, yeah, but it didn't matter to me, whatever. But then he's like, well, we're both gonna live in the Victor's village soon. So they're really looking at the positive, um, what's going to happen, and not looking at what might happen. So, and he says, you, me, and Hamish, meaning, like, to live in the Victor's village. So she mentions how most mentors have a partner, but Hamish is alone. So, at this point, how did you think Hamish won the games? Deception. Say it a little louder. Deception. Okay. Wait, we don't find out until the second book, do we? No, we don't um, find out how it Yeah, because I don't. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. All right, so we won't reveal it. All right. Um, so Katniss thinks about her relationship and communication uh, through her gifts with Hamish and that they kind of have, like, a special connection, as we talked about two episodes ago. Even though she's convinced that Hamish hates her. 
Right. But that's still pretty clever, like, figuring out, like, what she needs to do to get soup. Like, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would just... If I was still alive by then, I would just <laughs> crawl up in a corner and be like, I'm sad. <laughs> no one will feed me. <laughs> it then occurs to Katniss how Haymitch won the games. And um, Peter says that he outsmarted the others, just like he's kind of using his intellectual ability to com- communicate with Katniss and everything. So Katniss thinks how it would be to mentor that many kids dying. Yeah. And so you'd also have the burden of, like, I caused this kid to die because I didn't prepare him enough or her enough and everything. So she kind of thinks that that might be her future. Mm. And that's not, it's like, oh, I'm hoping to get back home. Well, like, but going back home, that's what it means. Because, so. like, one, you'll have to deal with mentoring these kids that you'll most likely see die. And then on top of that, you will see, um, like, she'll probably have post-traumatic stress. Definitely. Post, what's post-traumatic? post-traumatic stress disorder? Yeah, so she'll probably have that after, too. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> no yeah. big Shell shock. Yeah. They call it. Um, Back from the trenches. Yes. Back from the trenches. So, Peter tries to get her attention, and she finally stops thinking about food, because, you remember, they're um, portioning their food out, rationing it out, and then she finds out Thrush is dead. So... Again, like, we're kind of thinking of this, like, as we're reading it. Like, were you guys surprised by this? Like, didn't you think he was going to make it further? No. No? Personally, I, like, I know he helped her, but I'll be completely honest, I didn't really care. I was, like, more focused on Katniss and Peeta. I mean, like, the only effect that the Rush had on Katniss was that he basically saved her life. He basically killed Roof, oh, no, killed (laughs) Clove, killed Clove for her. Right. And then let her go. It's like, the only way Katniss, like, actually has some emotion towards him is because he saved her life. And I feel like, like, I wasn't surprised when I read it because I'm like, well, if he did her a favor, Katniss is not going to kill him. Like, Suzanne is just not going to put her in that situation. Susie, you're not going to Yeah, so I was like, all right, yeah, of course he's going to die by someone else. So it was just kind of like a matter of who was going to kill him, and Kato was really the only other big threat. Yeah. So, um, so Katniss feels pain that, you know, he's dead and he let her go, and she reveals that she wanted threat rush to win if they didn't. Um, and so Peta encourages her to eat a little more. And then Katniss tells Peta Kato will be wounded because Thresh wouldn't go down without a fight. Yeah. So, um, again, we've mentioned this before, but um, Katniss really does analyze all of her competition and tries to know as much about him, about them, as she can so that she will know weaknesses of theirs or some way to get in their head and ultimately lead to their death. So Peta takes the first watch after dinner, and Katniss goes to sleep, and um, silently to herself, she says goodbye to Thresh. So then they start talking about how um, Peta, you know, grew up in a bakery, so Katniss always assumed that he would eat, you know, <coughs> fresh bread and everything, but he says he only eats the stale s- stuff. <laughs> Did I stutter? The stale stuff. The stale stuff. And so she mentions her food is always fresh in comparison. So Ooh. it's kind of like she's poor, but she actually ends up eating better than Peta does. Yeah. So just because he lives, you know, with, like, the merchants and all that, doesn't mean that he has a better life, really. And that would be irony, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to double check? Are you sure this time? Oh, my God. Right. No, I'm pretty sure that's irony. Okay. So she guesses she's been in the games for two weeks and that she had won in the Capitol before the games, pre-game show, you know. Um, so, she's been gone almost a month from home. 
So she's definitely starting to feel the effects of kind of um, wanting to think about going home and what might happen, the fame, the wealth, and her own house in the Victor's Village. But And then, you know, she thinks, but what else? Like, what else is there going to be for her? Like, she really doesn't have a future anymore that's positive at all. She imagines her life of hunting, and she says, quote, take that away, and what would I be? So that really is her identity, and um, kind of uh, Diane and I relate to psychology a lot, and um, kind of like what you grow up in, like that's how you identify yourself and what clubs you're in or whatever, so that's kind of who she is to herself. And um, she explains that she will never marry and never have kids so that they won't have to go to the reaping. That made me sad, but I get it. Like, I get why she did it, but it still makes me, like, sad because I want her and Peter to have a family. Yeah. But it makes sense, I guess, because I wouldn't want my kids to go to the reaping yet either. And it also makes me wonder, like, I wonder why more people don't have kids because of that reason. Like, yeah. why do so many people have kids? Like, I wonder if, like, that, I like, I know that's not why the reason, the reason, um, the capital, like, set up the, um, Hunger Games, but, like, what if it was almost like a birth control-y kind of thing, you know I what wonder. I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, Whoa. the population is just too large that they need to take out so many people. So. But, like, if it's all the United States, like, kind of that whole area, like, all yeah, of North, yeah. actually all of North America, like, wouldn't only f- 24 kids a year, that wouldn't really yeah. affect too much. But, but, like, still, just, like, the fear itself, I guess. So that, yeah, the fear, so that ki- people wouldn't have kids for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, would like be the population people, control. Yeah, like, some people don't have kids just because they're afraid, like, of actually, like, physically giving birth. So right, I'm, yeah. Like, that's one thing, but, like, so, like, mm-hmm. the fear of seeing your kid die, I feel like that would be enough to prevent people huh. from having kids. That's a really good point. And a nice. Info yeah. <laughs> so then she brings up the point of how Peter will be if we get home. Um, and she says, quote, he will always be the boy with the bread. So that's kind of, we hear that a lot, boy with the bread. But um, I think this is kind of saying that he's not going to change as much as Katniss has, because Katniss has had to kill people, and Peta, you know, only killed one person. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, for him, this was almost more of an adventure than for her kind of thing, like, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to say that, like, in a too positive way, but, like, you know, he does say, like, I got to, like, get to know the girl I'm in love with and everything, so it's like, you yeah. know, it's not half bad. Double enemy. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Actually, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite horrible, but somehow we'll put a positive spin Not a double whammy, though. Oh, yeah. How is it a double whammy? I don't even know what you're there's talking only, about. <laughs> there's only one good thing. Double whammy's like... It's <laughs> <laughs> like, double okay. whammy. So, they kiss, and she breaks them up from the kiss, and saying that she should go and hunt. And then, um, in her, I don't know, is this out loud or in her head when she says, watch this? They say it out loud. Out loud. And so she licks the plate clean after finishing all their food. So it's kind of like pointing out that it's almost like, ooh. (laughs) It's almost. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) So it's almost like one of the first acts of a rebellion because, like, she hasn't done anything that's, like, you know, scandalous yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Except for, like, putting the flowers on Rue. Yeah. That was kind of That was a little bit. But, like, I feel like this is, like, she's actually saying it out loud. Like, watch this, Effie. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's very insignificant, but it's kind of paving the road for her. Yeah, it adds it. to it. Definitely. Yeah. Once they step outside of the cave, the seriousness of the games hits them. They're kind of outside of their little bubble, almost, and back into um, reality of them possibly dying at any moment. 
dramatic. Yes, so. very much. So she kind of recaps that she has seven arrows left. Um, she started with 12. And um, she lost two with the feast and three at the explosion. And she's checking snares and they're empty. And um, she's talking about how her hearing has gone completely in her left ear. And so she's obviously taking Pete along with um, her, even though she doesn't like this because he's very loud. And it sounds like he's stomping, she says. Because of his leg. And obviously she's going to compare Peta to Gail just because, like, she's... She, Gail is the only one she's really hunted with, except for her father. And both of them are excellent hunters and stay quiet in the woods compared to Peta. So, um, she decides that she needs to leave Peta alone to hunt while he gathers kind of what she directs him to. And so they kind of set up a thing just like with, um, Rue and Katniss, what they did before of whistling to each other to say they're okay. And so she ends up with two rabbits and a fat squirrel, so good enough for dinner. <laughs> Yum, fat squirrel. Obese <laughs> yeah. oh, squirrel, delish. Yum. <laughs> so yeah, she after she does this, she whistles, and there's no response. Yeah. Right, so she's walking out, and um, all of a sudden she sees something. So because he didn't warn her that she's coming, yeah. she thought it was someone else. So all, like she's ready, and she's almost let the arrow go. It's like instinctual. Like, right, exactly. Movement. So. And so at the last moment, she kind of moves her arm so that the arrow doesn't go towards him, but a little bit to the left or the right or whatever, so it doesn't hit him. Um, so, so she, needless to say, she's a little pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I almost and just killed my so boyfriend. He, <laughs> <laughs> not a good thing. Because oh. of his stupidity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Peta is kind of comforting her, like, oh, it's okay, you know, I didn't mean to, but, you know... He doesn't really realize how serious it is. He's like, oh, you know, my mistake, whatever. And she's like, no, that's serious kind of thing. I could have killed you yeah. right there. I know. He's like, but I deserve to die. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> because they don't say that. This is right? awesome. This isn't funny. This is serious. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, this isn't funny. You're like disturbed. This is serious right here. I know. I'm sorry. I know you take these things really seriously with this whole Peter cat and this whole thing. Oh, You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so she, right, she's emphasizing how he must whistle, because when Rue didn't, she watched her die. So it's kind of like, look, she died, you could have died, you have to whistle. So she's noticing that some of the food is gone, and she lashes out, lashes out again, saying that, oh my god, you ate without me, like, what is this, we're supposed to have family dinners. Boom, you ate my food, what up? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, um... So then she sees um, some of the berries that are on the blanket and rolls it in her hand, and her father's voice kind of pops in her head and says, quote, Not these, Katniss. You'll be dead before they reach your stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That was supposed to be like an ominous. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, the cannon fires, and the hovercraft comes and lifts someone's body up in the air. And so at first, um, PETA thinks that Katniss killed Kato. Killed Kato. And so then Katniss holds out the berries. And I'm pretty sure they both thought each other were, were like, dead. Like, Katniss thought Peter was dead. Peter thought Katniss was dead. Well, they were sitting right next to each other. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> Are you dead? Just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> They, like, go off feel each other's pulses. We're all good. Yeah. So, all right, well, that was my wonderful, amazingly that dumb chapter. really strange. That was but basically, really it ends where she holds up the Nightlock berries. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the Nightlock podcast. Hot podcast. Cash, cash. Okay. 
She holds up the Nightlock Fairies. <laughs> Very that important. Chapter She's doing a little promotion for us right there, so. Mm. I'm so good. Just move gonna... on, please. Stop. Okay. For, oh, chapter 24. Let's, let's, let's do this. All right. So, beginning chapter, he kind of says, it takes a while for me to explain to Peter how he accidentally left the Nightlock Fairies out. Foxface came, and she thought, since she was desperate need for food, she ate them. And so, that's all Foxface for her. She died. You're dead, Foxface. No, now, I'm how many tributes do we have left? We, uh, Ooh, we've got Kato, Kato Clo. No, Kato is dead. Just kidding. It was uh, a joke. Kato, Katis, and Peter. Yeah, just the trio. Yep. yep. And so she said, um, Kenneth says, and she's very clever, Peter. Well, she was until you outfoxed her. Ha <laughs> ha, So Fox is, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Collins is very funny. And uh, Peter holds up the berries, and he goes, what are these? And she goes, we call them Nightlock. Nightlock. Yay, Nightlock! Oh, wait, I'm going to have a reference. So this is important, just one sec. So this is important that Nightlock is not the official name. That's just um, a name that was coined either in District 12 or her father coined the name. Like, it wasn't exactly, you know, that's not, like, official. And Peter says, even the name sounds deadly. Yeah, Nightlock podcast, deadly. Uh, Okay. Shut up. Why, what are we, supposed to be deadly or something? Like, you're you're pretty vicious, Kira. Oh, I know. Too bad I can't see my glares. Our oh. glares together, we, we would kill. And I just crossed my eyes. Wait. It's okay. And um, she says, The playful romance we had sustained in the cave has disappeared out in the open, under the hot sun with the threat of Kato looming, looming over us. So it's sort of like while they're out hunting and they're walking, they sort of forget um, like the romance they're supposed to keep up. And um, so Katniss tries to like weave back into the romance thing. And um, she, again, brings up the topic of the arrows, saying that these arrows are food, safety, and life itself now. So I kind of like that, saying that the arrows are the only thing they need right now to survive, because... Symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, oh, he's in the little PETA thing. Because I'm so grateful that he's still here, not dead by the stream, as I thought. So glad that I don't have to face Kato alone. Aww. Because Peter's going to help out so much. Aww. He will. No, he won't. <laughs> He's just going to, like, stop, and he'll be like, oh, they're right there. You know? What is with you? <laughs> like, hey, Katniss, they're over there. I can't help <laughs> you, but I know they're over there. Just letting you know. So do your thing, girl. I'll watch <laughs> from over here. I'll stay protected behind the cave. You let me know when the games are over. <laughs> and then she um, questions, like, Kato's motives and saying that, like, she, I wonder now if Kato might not be entirely sane. So it's like, maybe because he's... Why do you think he's... All right, I, have the, I already know the answer to this question, but why do you think she's questioning why Kato might not be sane? Like, what would lead that to Because I feel like he's pretty, like, um, heartless, kind of soulless. Like, He's it? able to just kill. Yeah, he's, like, dehumanized, you know? Yeah. Which is you know what you scary. Mean, you, know what de- you know what sane means, right? Not entirely normal, like, yeah. mentally. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, he was grown up in an environment where he's, like taught to kill exactly so it's like if you're taught to kill you're going to end up being okay with that because that's all you know also can be um since the death of clove drove him to a state of insanity true yeah i guess that will fly because it's the valentine's episode but yeah whatever it's peter's own ignorance that brought her down that killed foxface peter's ignorant i guess that's great but we love it so much (laughs) um kato could easily this is like kato could easily lose his judgment in a, a fit, fit of temper. temper. Fit Which of we've temper. already seen with the yeah. m- mine explosions. Yeah. And uh, this thing I like pulled out, these two little words, the apple. Um, this is when they go back to the cave and they're packing up for the next day to face Kato. Um, she says that she packs up a few nuts and berries and an apple. So it's like, what do you think the significance of the apple is? 
Really? I was like, I'm, what? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Apple? I'm serious. Well, well since it. you pulled it out, what do you think the significance yeah. is? Well, because I'm like thinking of the Adam and Eve thing. Like, they're about to oh. commit a sin. Oh. Like, they're about to kill somebody. That's what I was thinking. Oh, wow, that's actually good. So, I'm sorry, I take, I take back my, what are you kidding me? Wait, so you think they packed the apple because Collins wanted to say, like, like these, like, in anatomy kind of yeah, sin? Yeah, yeah. Because this book, this book doesn't really have much religion and spiritual things into it. Yeah. But it, at the same time, it really does. He's like, it brings, up the, matter, it, it it brings up the matter of question, like committing the mortal sin of thou shalt not kill. Yeah. But yet, these kids are committing sins at the age of 12 now because they're yeah, killing people. Do you think it's a sin that if they're put in a situation, they have no other choice? Is that a sin? Well, it depends. That's kind of like being put into the army. How, yeah. Like, if you shoot yeah. someone because some like, in order, like, someone it's all tells mor- you to do something. It's all moral and ethics. It really depends on what you believe yeah. and what you think. What do you believe, Matt? E- exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> question unanswered. <laughs> oh, is that, you're asking a question? Yeah, I thought you meant to say like what what you believe, Matt. But there's oh, there's oh no, a, there's I was gonna ask you, and then I was gonna ask you. Believe, Mariah. Matt. Oh, that's yeah, so. My, my opinion's indifferent. So okay, Mariah, what do you believe then about whether? Like, do you think that it's a sin if they kill someone in the games? Um, I don't think so because I don't. Depending on who the killer is, I feel like if. Like, sometimes they don't have a choice. Like, it's almost in self-defense. Like, a lot yeah. of the times it's like that. But when someone like Kato, who kills partially, I feel like he partially kills just for the fun of it, yeah, I feel it's a sin. I think it would be a sin if they kind of did it long, drawn out, like Clove was attempting to do, if she had succeeded in killing Katniss. Like, actually tortured. Yeah, like, torture. Like, if you're just going... The way that Katniss killed Marvel, for instance, yeah. I don't think that was a sin because it was clean, like, right... And it was kind of in self-defense. Exactly. And it was... I don't know. Well, she was like... I mean, ultimately, it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately... That was pretty much the only person Katniss actually killed. As of right... Yeah, exactly. Technically, it wasn't out of... It was out of revenge. And then we don't know if Peta killed that girl in the... um, Actually, you do bring up a good point. Like, um, if it it was out of revenge for Katniss, do you think that then... That is a sin? Like, I didn't think of that aspect. Like, um... If it's out of revenge, if it's out of that personal motive, then yes. I'd have to look at the specifics of... Ooh, the specifics of the actual chapter. Um, because... Like, if it said something like, he was about to defend himself, like, about to throw... I, I'm not exactly sure what the wording was. Like, if he's, like, Marvel was throwing a knife at me, then, yeah, yeah. I would say it wasn't a sin okay. to kill him, but if it was out of... Venge and spite, then mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's frowned upon. Nice job, Ryan. <laughs> All right, so um, they decide to go and wash up, like, um, because she's saying that like she's covered in like a thick layer of grime. Um, is it grime or grime? Grime. Grime. And then they realize that all the lakes and all the rivers have been drained, have been drained, and um, so then they decide that it's the capital's way of bringing them and Cato to the lake because that's right. the only source of water left. Now, isn't a lake kind of big, though? Like, isn't there a lot of areas? It's a decent, it's a or decent, is it kind of open? So the way see? I pictured it was, like, a decent-sized lake, beach, and then woods. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like that. I did it more like, in my head, it was, like, a lake off to the right. <clears throat> like, some kind of, you know, very tiny beach. Um, like, and then, like, a grass or field where the cornucopia was. And then, like, woods. Because there yeah. was a field where, like, yeah, the Yeah, if you're sitting in Katniss's perspective... I agree with you. To the right is 
the lake, which the way I picture it with the beach and um, which is how it is in the trailer. And then to straight ahead of her is the field with the, the cornucopia. cornucopia. Behind the cornucopia would be the grain field. Yes, where like thrush hangs. Where thrush yeah. would hang out, <laughs> hang out, party at thrushes. And then, then to the left party would be party the wheat field. <laughs> and then to the left would be the dense forest. It would like start out broad and then continue to go thicker as it continued. Mm-hmm. Like go from like. Oh, never mind. I would go AP Environmental on you guys. But no, you just, know. it's cool. Never mind. Um, then Peter says, let's go end this thing. Let's do it. Says the guy who can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peter. Let's go over to Peter, my breadstick. And um, they pass where the scene, um, the scene where Glimmer died with the uh, tracker jacker nest. And um, Katniss says, I can't help looking up in the tree where Ruth secretly perched, waiting to save my life. Mm. So, mm. and then... Um, they start chilling out at the lake, just uh, waiting for Kato to show up. Wait, before we go on, uh, I'm interested to see how they do the tracker jackers. Yes. Wait, is, that, is that what they're called? Tracker jackers? Yes. Tracker jackers. Tracker jackers. Okay, anyways. Crackers. Cracker jackers. They'll probably come up with those, like, tracker jacker crackers, like, jackers. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how they do in the movie, because it could either be, like, really gruesome, but this is kind of like a PG-13. Yeah. I feel like they're going... I mean, they can really push the limits. Like, mm-hmm. PG-13 is not what it used to be. Like, yes. R is, like... I think it has to be very explicit to be R. R PG-13. has to be um, nudity... Uh, sexual content. Sexual content. Um, a lot of stories, like... Um, yeah, like the King's Speech. Words. Yeah. The King's Speech um, was rated R. Did you see the King's yeah, Speech? Yeah, I feel like you would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like PG-13. I think that's the rating is because... Obviously, but they can get away with a lot. I feel like oh, they're yeah. going to be able to have the big pus and it, it will work. Especially when I'm excited to see like the hallucinations. Has to dig her hand yeah, hallucin- or I'm afraid they'll just fade it to black when it comes to the hallucinations. I, I think, think so. Don't. I think they're going to take that like opportunity to make it really like like she's on LSD or something. Tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Kato comes stumbling out of the forest and he runs right towards them, but runs right past them. And then Katniss looks back, and she starts running after Kato, but no thought but to save myself. So that's how mm-hmm. it We don't know. Well, that's like one of the see, lines. Like, she says that there are a pack of wolves that are coming after. That's what she thinks is coming after her. But that's like one of the lines. You know how there's like this huge debate about whether Katniss and Peter are like in love, whatever. You know, <laughs> I feel like that would be one of the lines that makes me doubt that Katniss is in love because with she's Peter. just saving herself. Yeah. She's not which like, is natural instinct, but at the yeah. same time, like it's different when you, like, love something. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was your, like, daughter or, like, son or something, you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. instinctually do that. Your instinct would be to go save the person you love. But, I mean, biologically, like, being a mom, you actually have different hormones and chemically you're different yeah. towards your child, so that's... All right, I feel like that's a deeper... <laughs> go psych, go ahead. I knew that before I took psych. Duh. God. Because we're you women man? and you're a man. Yeah. You, you're, you'll never understand. Neither will you care. <laughs> <laughs> Fanfic followers. Uh, this is a segment where we recommend and read a s- snippet. Snippet! <laughs> read a snippet, snippet snippet of a Hunger Games fanfiction. Um, this week is color. Col- uh, color. Colors. It's just got a U in it. You uh, say it this <laughs> way. British spelling. They spell some things differently. <laughs> Colors by Whisper as we know it. Ooh. So, um, in light, in light, in light, yeah. In light of... In- <laughs> a val- the Valentine's Day episode. Um, we picked sort of like a romantic type type of fan fiction. Are we reading it? I'm not reading the whole thing. Not sure. I'm not reading the whole thing. Okay. Um, this is uh, from Peter's respect. Peter's Peter 
Peter's perspective, and um, like he's trying to associate what color would, is this right? Yeah, what color would be right to associate with love? And he goes to red, purple, orange, blue. So I'm just going to read probably one of the colors he said. Um, what color is love? He thought to himself. Surely love is red. Red is the color of passion, of desire. It is emotional and emotionally intense. It awakens your senses and drags you toward the destination of your heart. So, um, this is actually a really creative idea. And I really like how the author does it in a third person perspective. And um, Different than how Collins writes it in the book. Right. Kind of thing. So, it's just like, he goes through all of Peter's in like his thoughts and how what color would be so say based on the events that happened to him, to her right so I don't have much to say on this but I um, do really like it I do want to point out that um, this is a small spoiler so kind of go ahead like a minute or two if you're you know listening to this or stop all the day <laughs> no um, so Peta is a painter, as we know from reading the whole series. So this kind of reflects back that how he sees the world differently as an artist. He's kind of he looks at colors and kind of like recreates them in his mind and like produces them and everything and like how he interprets colors and how he represents them in paintings and stuff. That's probably one of the most logical sentences you said today. Yay! <laughs> I feel it actually made sense. Thanks. Yeah. It was very fluent too. Yeah. Just like. English goodie speak. Are we putting that link somewhere? So yeah, I'll post it on the website. Don't okay. worry about it. Yeah, so that's going to be under segments, fanfic followers. Nightlockpodcast.com. Yep. yep. Alrighty. That's, um, we trying to keep it a little short here, takes. We got a lot of segments to cover. So, um, we're going to do Capital Opera right now. And, uh, this is the segment where I will play a song that connects to the novel. And this week I've selected Collide, which is by Howie Day. Um, I post this video under the segments tab, under Capital Opera. And um, you can submit your own original song or favorite songs through Twitter, <laughs> just tweet us at NightlockPod, or email us at NightlockPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website and do the contact form there. A lot of people like to use that. And I may have your song featured. Just to let you know, guys know, I have listened to some of the songs that you guys have sent. We've listened to all of them. All. Sorry, all. And, um... I don't know, just try to, like, some of them were good. Don't know if they, like, I, just, I try to come up with something that can relate to our chapters that we're talking about. Right. So this is, like, or once the you guys listen to the, the song, episode. listen to the lyrics, this really relates to.
Okay. So, that was Collide. And, um, sort of like what Mariah was saying while we were listening to the song. It's sort of like one of those rainy day type of songs that they would sing. Um, you can just, like, like picture yourself driving in a car, rainy day, listening to that song. That's mine. Or, like, rainy day in the cave, maybe. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Rainy day okay, in the car. Okay, every song <laughs> that we play, are you going to relate it back to the cave, or is that just... It's just the easiest thing to relate yeah. back to. I'm sorry, the, the no, cave scenes are just so... Because that's like, definitely not a that's probably song, one of you know The cave I mean? scenes are probably just the, one of the deepest parts of the book. Yeah. Because like, everything, too, too. every, like, emotional part they get to is in the cave. And there are, like, a lot of scenes that are in the cave. Exactly, so. Until, so, like, like Kenna said, that cave is the closest thing she has to a home here. Yeah. So it's like that. It's kind of their safe haven, like I was saying before, like, they're bubbles exactly. that no one can harm them in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So that's, obviously, we'll relate everything to the cave. Next segment! Next segment, okay. This is a new segment. Which is called the Hunger Games Dance. It's a Valentine's special. Valentine's special. Um, this is where the characters from the book take part in a dating show. So this is how it's going to work. A male character, which will be played by me, is going to be asking um, two anonymous female characters some questions. All the characters are from the book, by the way. The first book, first book. And um, I will choose which I would like to date. Well... Okay. Ask okay. okay, so basically you know those old 70s dating games where there's like a wall between the guy and the three girls. Yeah. Or if you watch uh, Fairly Odd Parents, they did it. <laughs> or... <laughs> okay, stop um, So... <laughs> so anyways... Um, so that's basically what we're going to do. Matt's going to be the person behind the wall. Me and Kira are going to be our... The best we're looking for in my end. But it's all Hunger Games based, so... Yeah, so we're portraying one character. We're all each portraying a character. Yep. Really, Matt, I really want you to sell it. Like, really sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm asking the questions. Yeah, I'm sell those questions. I want to hear emotion. You're looking for love. Okay. <laughs> first, first question. What weapon would you use to steal my heart? Bachelorette oh. number one. <laughs> well... I would use sugar berries to steal your heart. <laughs> because I could drug you to go to sleep, and I could take care of you when you woke up, I could make you a lovely breakfast, and it would be a lovely <laughs> That's round number two. <clears throat> I would use my really cute, good looks to win you over, and that would be my weapon. My looks. My really cute looks. <laughs> Are you... That's right, number one. Are you willing to have children? Well, it'd have to be with the right man. Because it takes me a long time to trust people, and I can only be intimate with certain people. It would take me a while to warm up to you. That's right, number two. Oh, I love children. I would really have children with anyone who loves me. And I see the child still in myself, so... <laughs> oh, all right. you are. Whoever you are. <laughs> what is your favorite fruit? That's our number one. Well, I really like strawberry shortbread. Um, I definitely like strawberries. <laughs> They're my favorite fruit of all time. So um, that's something that you should definitely make me once we start dating. For our first date, that'd be something really great. That's what I want something vegetarian. I feel like the slaughtering of livestock, like, um, 
And then say why, hence what character they are. Stop looking at her. <laughs> looking at me. But can I guess who you are first? Yes. Because I'm pretty sure. You're Prim. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Bachelor number obvious. two was Prim because yes. you can't tell who's All right, who. And then, um. Bachelor hmm. Prim. Two. Bachelor two is Prim. <laughs> bad, bad two Prim. <laughs> so who was Bachelor number one? Matthew, or whoever you are, mysterious man. Oh yeah, we have to guess you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the well, questions were really big. They, they were supposed to be like, like toward you, like, oh, who would? Well, I'll answer all some of the questions myself then. No, just yeah, I'll do say it. Yeah, who you I'll are. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um. Mm, so yeah, guess who I am here. <laughs> can I have? Can I? Do oh my god! Say your favorite food. Strawberry yeah. is a huge hint. It like it compliments me. Compliments. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not that hard. He's probably thinking it's not We could leave it a mystery and have the people listen. Yeah, I No, no, you have to tell me. I can't. Listeners, please respond back in and guess no, who no, I am. No, no, no. Yeah, Matt, you stink. No, Matt, no. I don't accept so. No, no. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so let's just go, go over her, her answers. Bachelorette number one. Okay, I'll um do a quick run through here. Um, my weapon to use to steal of the mysterious man heart would be sugar berries, because I could put them down, and then he'd wake up to a lovely breakfast, and, you know, I could put him down, like a dog. See, then I wouldn't have to confront, and I could just do it in a sly way, and I don't need to have confrontation. So you don't want to talk to the person you love? <laughs> no, because yeah, I have just want to get down, is that I, it? I have security problems. <laughs> oh my god, this is PG. PG, PG! <laughs> okay. So, 
And um, am I willing to have children? Um, I would need the right man. It takes me a long time to trust someone. Um, and only certain people, I think, would work for me. You know, it would take me a long time to warm up. Um, my favorite food is strawberry shortbread bars. And um, I really <laughs> like strawberries. And it really, it just, it compliments me. Um, and I'm not close to my siblings because I don't have any. <laughs> my my hobbies are um being alone. <laughs> oh no, you being are. alone. What a winner! Um, By myself. So yeah, my hobbies are being alone. Um, I like my serenity and quiet, and I definitely like my alone time. So. By yourself. So okay, so that was bachelor number one. So um, send in your feedback. So um, you chose bachelor number two. Is that your final decision? Are you going to love me properly? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, we still have to guess you. You. Yeah. Okay, um, so we have no idea because there's no... All right, answers. let's ask you, though, just really quickly, so not long answer, Matt. So, okay. What weapon would you steal my heart with? Mm, I wouldn't. I don't know what love is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> How cute. Okay. Are you willing to have children? Well, um, it's, it takes a lot of... Con- I have to consult my family first. Because, you know, they mean a lot to me. And don't whisper. Okay. Whispering. What's your favorite food? Oh, I don't know. I never get one. I never had the choice. <laughs> Aww. Okay. How close are you with your siblings? Well, he's not around a lot, if you know. You know, because he's like, he's working a lot, so I don't get to see... Him a lot, but... Are you putting um, on a voice? Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> um, know who he is. All right. Describe a few of your hobbies. Well, I, I I care for my family a lot. So that means that, like, I put them first. And in situations, I have to put my own self to help them. Okay. So should we guess this one? Yeah, I think we should guess. Yeah, should right? I guess? Or yeah, or guess here, because I'm, like, lost. Rory Hawthorne. Yes! Who? Rory Hawthorne. Gail's brother. Doop, doop, doop. Yeah. <gasps> wow, that was a good one. Yeah. I didn't... Wow. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kind of young there. I'm a little impressed. <gasps> Rory and Prim should be together. I yes! Know. That's who Mariah is. Yeah! Oh my, oh my god, god. Matt, You didn't even plan that. It worked I didn't out so well. Oh my god. What? I don't know you, what I'm you. What? I made a decision yet. You don't even know who the other girl is and you're going to pick her? <laughs> I like my alone time. <laughs> I'm going to put you to sleep. You still want me? Oh my god, I'm like the yeah, sweetest no. girl ever. And I'm your age. Well. I'm like, is that old. your Rory voice? I, I, it I, sucks. I, <laughs> <laughs> Mom, pick you. Okay, okay. Yes, I pick Prem. Yay! Woo! Bachelorette number two and Rory. Okay, so here's the thing now. Matt and Rory actually have to go on a date on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That, uh, that, um, uh, yeah. Kind of wraps it up for the show today. Yep. It was full of laughs and giggles and screw-ups. Thanks, Kira. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> so, we're gonna... She's just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Say sorry. Say it. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. So, um, plugs. If you go to squarespace.com slash nightlock, again, there's a two-week trial for your own website, and the code is nightlock2 when checking out after the trial. Any questions about Squarespace or related to the Hungry Games, just... Shoot us an email at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. So, like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. And follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. 
And subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. And reviewing us on iTunes would be so wonderful, so please review, review, and review. So, we're going to review some books now. <laughs> um, like that little segue. Recommendations. We end every show with a host recommending a book that readers of The Hungry Games may enjoy. Since this is our Valentine's Day episode, we will be recommending some uh, book in the romance category. So, you go first, Matt. Righto. Um, my name is Matt, and I recommend the Stravaganza series by Mary Hoffman. Now, I think there's six books in this series, and um, the one thing unique about this book is that it's like it kind of takes place in two separate worlds. You have the modern world, and then you have the like the I don't want to say medieval because it's like in the past. It takes place in Venice, Italy. And um, it's actually a really good romance novel that takes place with multiple characters going back to the same place at different times and meeting the people in that type of world. So I think it's a very good type of series. I read it, God, a long time ago. But I still remember them, and they're absolutely fantastic. What age group would that be, kind of? Is that a younger kid's book? I read it it in eighth grade. I read the first three in eighth grade, and then... So maybe older middle school, young school? Yeah, maybe like 12... To 16, around that time. Okay. So. Okie doke. Okay, my name is Mariah, and I am recommending Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen. And I know half of you are probably thinking, oh, this book's so popular, I already read it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's not really dystopian or anything like that, but it is a really good romance novel, and the setting that um, the author sets up is just so magical, because it takes place in a circus, um, so it's, it's pretty interesting, and there have, I haven't read any other books with the same kind of story or setting, so it's very interesting, and it's got romance, and that's it, I think. Alright, I'm Kira, and I know I've kind of, uh, vaguely recommended this before, but I wanted to officially recommend it. The Mortal Instrument series, uh, the first book is City of Bones, and that's by Cassandra Clare, and, uh, Mariah actually had me started reading these. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> had me started. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh my god she saw no problem with it <laughs> she uh, had me start reading these and um, basically it's um, it's a it's 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 it, 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 it. stop it's hard to explain yeah it's really it's um it's definitely more into the uh, fantasy category definitely yeah. uh, genre and uh, but there definitely is um I would say what do you call that like love that budding romance star-crossed um, yeah, I would, I would say Starcross. Yeah, and so that recommend you know. Actually, yes, it is very Starcrossed. Yeah, it's, it's Starcross right, okay. lovers kind of thing. I mean, we all read the books. Okay, so. why are you cutting me off? Jeez, yeah, don't interrupt. Jeez. Well, you hadn't read the whole series, Matt. So I'm kind of generally saying the series. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely in the fantasy category, and their love is um, it's not tangible. It's it's hard to kind of have them get together, and so they have a lot of obstacles that come in the way of their romance, which it's it definitely takes a lot of twists that um, And it's a series, expect. so if you're into series, there's enough books to keep you supplied. Yeah, there's... Um, reading material, because they are kind of lengthy, too. Yeah, there's four books out in the first series, and then there's, like, a, um, a series that's, like, it's a prequel of their, like, ancestors, um, and it's also being turned into a movie with some um, pretty big names, so, uh, yeah, you should go check that out. That's Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare. Cool. So, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in to our Valentine's Day episode. Putting up with us. Yeah. Yep. And make sure um, you guys check back, and we will see you. Oh, God. 
What is that? Next. We'll see you later. <laughs> we'll just see you later. Remember, we only yeah. have three chapters left until we're done with the book, and yeah. then it's Hunger Games premiere. Woo! Oh my gosh, so I'm excited. Cry a little bit. I so cry make sure you guys <laughs> check every day on HungerGamesMovie.org because we'll post stuff every single day related to the movie. And HG Girl on Fire. HG Girl on Fire does a lot too. So um, yeah, definitely check that out because I mean now is one of the best times for news. I mean there's stuff every day. So, um, so we're, we're down to the home stretch here. Woo! 50 days left. Yay! Yeah. Less than 50 oh, days. We're supposed to clap. <laughs> we just got so excited yeah. for the Hunger Games. Okay. So, um, thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys, and welcome to our special Valentine's Day episode, which includes analyzing chapters 21 and 22. Just to remind you guys. <laughs> wait, God damn wait, it, wait, 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 wait. I thought it was chapters 23 and 24. She's right. I copied and paste. Oh! Oh my god. Oh I my god. Like, did we just like study the wrong chapter? Yeah, I was like, like, oh, that would like. Wait, we did do 21 and 22 though, right? Yes, I'm gonna kill you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome. Just like say that as a blooper because that was just. Um, um the shirts, what else is the there? The shirts now? are. Alright, girl on fire. Oh, that's not The shirts are all... Wait, are we taking this out or keeping it in? What? I don't even know. (laughs) No, but keep this in. Keep going, keep going. Okay, just go. I'm going to take some They have District 12 logo shirt. Alright. But, yeah, I'm not the kind to advertise what I love. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's weird, but cut that out. I'm a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just continue. I'm good. You're going to have to go in the corner. Talk from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so bang the floor. All right, what? Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Don't talk. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Did you say we're hippies? <laughs> no, I said I'm confused. I just say no. What do you say? You guys are what? All right, let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so I feel like that's not a good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really bad? Yeah, me. okay. But what was- You're so distracting. Like, I can't handle it. Okay. <clears throat> and. Reesh. <laughs> oh, God. Put an A in there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just for. Silent A. The Reesh. Is, is there really an A, though? No! Okay, no, A. You're just dumb, no. Thanks! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um. I'm like, alright, okay. Devil. You're just like, the eyes. The evil eyes. Stop talking. <laughs> just stop. Like, can we mute his mouth? Like, <sighs> stop <No. laughs> Okay. Can you scroll and keep up with us? What the hell are you I going? I don't know where I am. <laughs> okay. Once they step outside of the cage, <laughs> cage. So once they step outside of the cage, oh my god! You forgot what you said. <laughs> right, whistling. That reminds me. <laughs> so she, right? She's emphasizing how he must whistle. 
All right, that wraps up that long and excruciating three days. You say that every time. We should be enjoying this. It was so much fun. Thanks. Sure. <clears throat> Let's move on to a good segment. Okay. <laughs> the, the best, best segment. <laughs> the best. The best. <laughs> <laughs>